0: Welcome to the Lingostown Life podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. In this sermon, Pastor George preaches about always being prepared and how to prepare for the upcoming holidays. This sermon was originally preached at Lingostown Life on 12-18-2022.
1: I know there's some scouts here. I know sitting over here, we got some scouts. And anybody else here ever been a Boy Scout? Okay. Yeah, I see some. There's another Boy Scout down here. Yeah, Boy Scouts, what's your motto? You said it with such enthusiasm. Let's try one more time. Be prepared, okay? You weren't prepared for me when I said that, you know, you're like, well, motto, let me think motto, um, but be prepared. It's the scout motto, and, and Baden-Powell, the, the, the founder of the Boy Scouts, was asked um, the inevitable follow-up question to be prepared. Prepared for what? And, and Baden-Powell replied to the person who asked him and said, why um, for any old thing? why any old thing just be prepared because you never know what it's going to be baden powell would later on write of the motto that to be prepared means that you are always in a state of readiness in mind and body to do your duty so let me ask you a question this morning In your mind and in your body, are you prepared for what this week is going to have in it? I don't see a lot of confidence out there yet. Um, You know, there are probably gifts to wrap. There may even be presents to buy, food to prepare, family. (laughs) Are you prepared in mind and in body for all that? Uh, in today's scripture lesson, we, uh, we want to read uh, the same thing we read last week from Luke chapter 1, uh, well, I guess we got to go back a slide there, um, where it begins with this and talks about, the, uh, uh, about John the baptizer, that's the he as it begins here. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous. Now, that's what we talked about last week. This last part is what we're going to talk about today, and I want you to read those last two lines with me this morning. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Um, You know... That was John's task. His purpose was to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Got me to thinking, um, so what if John wasn't here? What if John wasn't the one to prepare the way? And then, then I started to realize, you know, there were a whole lot of people who were preparing the way for Jesus, not just John. And we're going to talk about those, those people this morning and, and how they helped to prepare the way for Jesus. Now, let me just set the scene for a moment. There have been 400 years of silence from the last of the prophets of God who spoke until the time that John came on the scene. 400 years in which people had begun to, to literally forget And maybe even just simply neglect the promises of God that he had made to send a savior. Now, from time to time, they would get a warrior, or they would get some politician who would come along and and say that he was going to liberate the people, that he was going to be the savior. But every time, the Romans just came in and shut it all down. But there was a little village There was a little village just north of jerusalem where all sorts of things were happening to prepare not only john but to 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 prepare others for what god was going to do with the coming of jesus now throughout advent we've we've been touching on the life of john the baptizer uh, who was born to prepare the way for jesus but john wasn't the only one who had to be prepared. And so we want to talk about those people today. And, and we're going to start with John's parents, Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah and Elizabeth, well, the story tells us that they've been, they've been praying for a child. They had been praying for a child for a long, long time, probably, probably years, maybe even decades. They had been praying for the blessing of a child and and they just had empty arms and some of you some of you can relate to to something like zechariah and elizabeth you know uh they were well along in years translate that they were old (laughs) okay and 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 because they were old maybe they had just sort of given up on the idea of ever having a child and whether it's praying for a child or, or or praying for anything else in in life really it it can it can be trying to to remain faithful in prayer when when it appears that your prayers just sort of bounce off the ceiling um you know and we wouldn't have blamed Zechariah and Elizabeth if if they had sort of given up on the prayers for a child but if Zechariah and Elizabeth's story teaches us anything, it is that answered prayers can surprise us when we least expect it. Answered prayers can surprise us when we least expect it. You see, before John, before John could prepare the way, this old couple This old couple had to keep faith in their prayers, and that's a good lesson for us to to remember as we make ready for the birth of Jesus. Prayers may have an answer beyond what we can imagine, so we need to keep on praying. Another character in this story of Jesus' birth is that of Matthew. Now, talk about somebody who, uh, who had to prepare the way. This was, this was Joseph. And, uh, you know, stop and think about this story for a moment. Mary, Mary calls Joseph up on the phone, and she, she says to Joseph, hey, how, how's it going, honey? <laughs> I'm going to have a baby. And Joseph is like, huh? Huh? And he's like thinking to himself, wait, we didn't do this thing, you know? So how can you be having a baby? Wait. you must be a whole different crowd than the first service. The first service, they just laughed when I said about doing the thing, you know? But anyway. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So anyway, anyway, You can just sort of imagine joseph for a moment you know he's looking at the phone he's thinking to himself what has mary done and what am i going to (laughs) do you know in joseph's mind joseph is like i am not going to raise somebody else's son you know in his mind he's saying to himself i've got a reputation to uphold and it's a whole lot easier for me just to say to mary mary i'm done with you you go over there. He said, I'll have to suffer for a little while, but it'll be okay. Better, better than taking that woman and that child into my home, and then for the rest of my life, having to have people sort of look at me like, hmm, yeah, hmm. what kind of guy are you? That's when the angel shows up angel shows up and and says to says to joseph hey don't worry (laughs) don't worry this is all a part of god's plan suddenly suddenly something is clicking in joseph's head and he's beginning to recognize that maybe he has a part to play in god's grander story of redemption And Joseph's story reminds us that God doesn't always do things in the conventional way we think he should do them. And if we want to be a part of God's story, we have to be willing to embrace what to the rest of the world looks like foolishness. Just foolish is what everybody started to say about Joseph. You're just a fool, buddy but not in Joseph's mind. Joseph understood that sometimes God doesn't always do things the way we expect him to do it. And for Joseph and for you and me, you and I, we have to be prepared to act against the norm. If we want to be a part of God's greater plan of helping people to be prepared for Jesus' arrival. And, of course, we've got Mary. <laughs> you know, Mary's story is, is a spectacular one. And if Mary hadn't said yes, John wouldn't have had anybody to prepare for. So imagine yourself for a moment this morning. I know for some of you this is a stretch, but imagine yourself a young woman minding your own business when suddenly an angel shows up. And the angel, the angel says to you, hey, you're going to have a miracle baby. <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm not. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. That's not how it happens here on earth, okay? Might happen somehow else, somewhere else, but not here. Now, I, I got to talk to you about a song. If you had listened to it, you listen to Christmas music somewhere in your Christmas repertoire of music you hear this song it's called Mary did you know can I be really frank and honest with you I hate that song I hate that song okay we sang it well the choir sang it this morning and I I love to sing it but I hate the song okay and I don't, mind, I don't mind being honest. I, I've, we've chuckled at a choir for weeks on end about the fact that I don't like this song, and every time it comes on, I push fast forward so I don't have to listen to it. And, and, and let me tell you, it's, 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 it's a beautiful song. I love Mark Lowry. He's a great guy, but it's overused anymore. And besides that, Mary knew. <laughs> she knew. That's what makes... That's what makes Mary's story so amazing. Mary knew what she was getting into because Mary knew the Scriptures. Now, you may say to yourself, well, Pastor, how do you know that? Well, (laughs) Mary knew it because when you read the words that she proclaimed, uh, there in Luke chapter one, words that that uh, that that she said to Elizabeth when when Elizabeth was telling her how blessed she was going to be. When you read those words there in in Luke chapter one, you see a young woman who understood that God had power, that God had a plan, that God had a purpose, and she, I believe, was a young woman who said, "I'm ready." You see, I don't, I don't think, that, I don't think that, that God had a wheel up there that he was spinning and said, let's see who comes up today. I don't think, think that God was up there spinning the wheel going, well, let's see what number we land on. Oh, look, it's Mary's number. Let's go and get her to do something for us. No. You see, God doesn't just do things randomly. God prepares people. God doesn't just show up at your door one day and knock and say, hey, would you be willing to be a part of my plan? See, long before the angel Gabriel ever showed up at Mary's door, God's spirit had already been at work in Mary's life. I I would surmise that she was probably one of the best students in her Hebrew class. I bet she knew the scriptures inside and out better than any boy that was ever in her class. And when God showed up and said to Mary, do you want to be a part of my plan? She said yes she said yes without hesitation because she knew god's plan she was already prepared so while we love mark's song (laughs) i'm sorry mark mary knew mary knew and you see you know yourself you know yourself When god comes and invites you to get to be a part of his plan because you have been preparing yourself as well you've been you've been studying you've been praying you've been seeking after god with all your heart i i I just can't believe that that is not mary's story and if we want to participate in god's story we prepare ourselves daily For what god is going to invite us to do but it's not just zechariah and elizabeth and mary and joseph who make up this whole story of making ready a people prepared for the lord there there are lots of other people involved and 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 these are just the people we know there there are i i love the story that comes eight days after jesus is born um, it's the story of Simeon and Anna. Um, some people may call her Anna, but I call her Anna because I I like that movie from Disney. But I don't know. Anyway, just a little lighthearted fun this morning. Um, anyway, Simeon and Anna are old people. There's a lot of old people in the in the in the nativity story, and and, and there's probably a reason for that, but simeon and anna are are old people who have been praying And, and as we read through their story they've been praying probably for decades and what they've been praying for is god to send his savior into the world now what we know about simeon and anna is that they spent every day in the temple courts praying for god to show them this savior who was going to come and and so think about this every day they went into the temple and they would begin to pray and they would look at every little baby that was being brought in there to be dedicated to the lord and they'd look at that baby and they'd say yeah you're a pretty cute little baby but they didn't feel it and then the day came the day came that Jesus was brought in, eight days after he's born, Simeon and Anna, they look, at, they look at this little boy's eyes and they're just like, you're the one. You're the one that we've been praying for. And they're like, Lord, you can take us home anytime now. We have seen the one we've been praying for. We don't have time to go through the genealogies of Matthew and Luke. You know, they're those they're those chapters in the Bible that we sort of like. Eh, we just turn the page because we can't pronounce all those you know all those Hebrew names anyway, so we ignore them. But you know, when we ignore them, we ignore them to our own peril because we we miss out on some of the stories. But those are people who were all part of preparing people for when jesus came it's sort of a reminder of what paul wrote about in galatians 4 4 when when paul said that when the right time came god sent his son the right time not not too soon not too late but when everyone who had a part to play had done their part God sent a on and as we as we move into this week and as we prepare to celebrate once again Jesus coming into our lives are you prepared are you prepared in body and in mind are you in that state of readiness if not let me offer you three thoughts don't worry it's quick number one am I present where I am am I present where I am if you want to be prepared for what God is going to do in your life or what God is going to do through your life in somebody else's life you have to answer the question am I present where I am Now, I'm going to tell you something that I think you should do this week. I think you should make this as scarce as possible. Now, what I mean by that is I think you should put this as far away from you as possible because you are going to be distracted and i don't want you to get distracted from what god wants to do in you or through you and if you are distracted then you're not going to be present where you need to be so that's the first thing get rid of the distractions this week i I know we all have lots of things we need to do but put your list away be present second question am i taking it all in you know that that story of simeon and anna that got to admit if they've been there for decades they probably kissed a lot of babies right they they probably kissed a lot of babies thinking one of these days one of these days i'm going to meet the right one (laughs) But I also wonder if Simeon and Anna hadn't just taken everything in every day. The people, the sights, the sounds, everything that was going on in the hustle and bustle of everyday life as people came to worship. I want to challenge you, I want to challenge you to to think about it and take it all in wherever you may find yourself this week. Whoever you're with, Whatever, whatever is happening all around you, take it all in. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. That's why I told you, first of all, to be present, okay? But take it all in. Because you never know what is happening around you, what's happening within you, what's happening within somebody else if you're not taking it all in, you may miss something. And the last part, am I thinking about it often? Am I thinking about it often? You know, there's a classic line in in the Christmas story that that I've always loved, and it it comes after the shepherds have visited the baby in the manger, and, and Luke writes that Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. I like the way the the Common English Bible translates it. It says that Mary committed these things to her memory and she considered them carefully. Okay, one more thing I want you to do this week. I want you to commit to a time every day this week where you will think about your day where you will where you will commit the things of your day to your memory and you will consider carefully what those things have done to prepare you for jesus now i i know that this can be a distraction but i'm going to also invite you to use it y'all have an alarm on this thing right And you can set a time right now. I'm going to even give you permission. If you have your phone with you and you want to do this right now, you go right ahead, pull your phone out. Don't worry what somebody else beside you thinks. Set an alarm on your phone and decide what time every day this week am I going to think about this day? When am I going to turn off all the distractions? When am I going to just sit still and think about everything you might be surprised it might become a habit not only for this week it might become a habit for the rest of your life see just like John you and you and I aren't alone when it comes to making ready a people or ourselves prepared for Jesus and and honestly folks if we're not present where we are if we're not taking it all in if we're not taking the time to think about it well it may just go right by us and we might miss everything and i don't want you to miss a moment i don't want you to miss a moment because there are people right now who are praying Praying for you to find that moment with Jesus. There are people who have surrendered their lives to God's plan so that you can be prepared for that moment with Jesus. There are moments in your life each and every day that are preparing you to be used in an unconventional way for not only you but for somebody else and most importantly there are generations and generations of people who are looking for the hope that you get to experience so when next sunday rolls around are you going to be prepared in mind and body and spirit if you're going to be prepared for next sunday make sure you're you're prepared every day
0: thank you for joining us on the Linglestown life podcast if this message was meaningful to you we hope you will leave a review and share it with others if you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you, and may you go forth and love God and love others.